stick with that your favorite podcast i was only trying to help the podcast where we try to help everyday folks have everyday conversations in a way that might be really helpful to the to the people they care about um i am kate counseling extraordinaire and this is my friend leslie life guru uh thanks for being here with me we're gonna talk about goals today it's it's been a little while now since new year's and so resolutions are starting to like fade from the conversation a bit. Not to be cynical, but I tend to assume most people have failed by now. <laughs> and there's a lot of research to explain why people don't stick to their New Year's resolutions. So a lot of people then have this firm stance against them. That's fine if you do. But even if this is not about New Year's, I think that we can talk today about times when someone you care about has a goal they're trying to make a change. They come to you and they say, this is not working out. Um, I'm really struggling. And you feel like you want to be helpful in some way. I'd love to walk through some of the do's and don'ts in that situation. It might be fun to start with the don'ts. What do you think is not so helpful when someone says, Leslie, I'm really trying to, I'm just going to make something up. I'm really trying to drink less alcohol. Sure, sure. Uh, I'm trying to walk more. Uh, I'm trying to train for a marathon and nothing's going right. And what do you think is not so helpful in those moments? Um, okay, so I have a couple ideas about this. I think the when you said train for a marathon, um, I think that one of the things that I feel is not helpful for when, when people are like, oh, I'm trying to do this thing is like, okay, I will tell you about what I did. I did this, I followed this step, I became successful, and that is what you need to do. You should immediately be suspicious of anything that sounds like that. (laughs) Yeah, so people kind of sharing, like, here's what I did. Um, First of all, a lot of folks tend not to even hear that. It just sounds like the Charlie Brown mom, like, womp, 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 womp. And even if you're lucky enough to have a friend who's really listening to all that, you might be setting them up for failure again, Mm -hmm. because what you did may not really work. So I think you make a good point. My other one is when people take that opportunity to tell you what they really think about you. (laughs) So if you say, oh, Leslie, you know, I'm uh, this January or whatever time period, I'm really trying to drink less. And I take that opportunity and say, yeah, girl, we've all been talking about how you need to drink less. I didn't actually think about that one. That didn't cross my mind, but that's true. Yeah. I mean, and there's one thing to be like, oh, I support your goal. There's another thing to be like, oh, yeah, listen, she really need to make some changes. Oh, thank God. We've been so worried. <laughs> we've all we've had a support group. We were we were going to have an intervention, you know. I actually, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up. It didn't occur to me. I didn't have that one on my list. It's a good reminder, Leslie. <laughs> I was also thinking sometimes we think we're being helpful when we give people this big push and we say something like, you know, really go for it or go all in or shoot for the stars or one that kind of makes me roll my eyes is go big or go home. Mm-hmm. And we encourage people to have these big ambitious goals that sometimes are not helpful. And I have a little bit more to say about that when we talk about what is more helpful, but generally I try not to give people this 
this sort of generic and kind of arbitrary push to go for more when maybe they're doing quite a bit and they just need to keep at it. A couple years ago, I ran uh, the Broad Street Run in Philadelphia, which, if you're not familiar, is a 10-mile run down Broad Street, and there's about 40,000 people that do it every year. And one year, I was one of those 40,000 people. And I made it to the end, and I made it. And it was not my best race. And uh, I will tell you, at about the the six-mile mark, I was passing where I live, and I was like, I could just peel off and go home. I'm, my feet hurt. I've been, I stood for two hours waiting for this race to get started. Um, I'm tired. I could just stop. I kept going. Yay. Huge triumph. Huge thing in my life I never thought I'd be able to do. Um, I got home, and of course, what the first thing you do is post about it on Facebook. Oh, yeah. So I posted on Facebook, and um, a high school friend of mine posted, now you should go for 13 miles. And I honestly think I screamed out loud with the last little bit of energy that I had in my body. Because I was like, how dare you? Do you even know the way? I Like, I stopped moving at the end of that race, and my legs were, I kept moving. Because yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how to not run anymore, which sounds great, but it's not. And, and what you had done was like a glory moment for yes. you. I, I finished that 10 miles and I don't, I did not have 3.1 left in me. <laughs> you know. And if you did have 3.1 left in you, you would have known and you would then set that goal. Right. But she made me feel like sort of like, oh, that's good, but you should do a half marathon because mm-hmm. that's really legitimizing your running. And you know what, Leslie, you know this, but if you had done a half marathon, that same person would have said, now it's time for a marathon. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's never really enough then. Right. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know your example is one where you succeeded you hit your goal I did. and somebody still pushed you to do more I think sometimes people are struggling to hit their goal, and what we find in research is that more often it's because they're aiming too high, not because they're aiming too low. Mm -hmm. We hear that somebody is struggling to hit a goal, and we think or we assume that they're not doing enough. But when people say, like, you got this, you can do it, go, 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 oh my goodness, it comes from such a good place. It is, it is from the best part of us that right. that comes. That is, that is not a malicious person in any way, and yet it can be really off-putting. When you're struggling and you tell someone you're struggling, you're telling them because you just want them to know where right, you are. Right. And you're not telling them so they can just artificially try to put you in a happier place. Right. And again, this might be also related, but on a list of don'ts, I would say, don't tell people how to feel about their struggle. Mm. So sometimes it's tempting to say, you gotta just stay positive, and you've gotta just think positive thoughts. Oh, you're and- right, thanks, I'll change that right now. I'll yeah. go flip the switch to negative, from negative to positive. You know, if, if I wasn't already sarcastic, I would have brought Leslie on here <laughs> to be my sarcasm track, but we together, we bring it out, <laughs> the two of us. Yeah, I mean, it would be great if we could tell people just be positive and that actually made them more positive. The problem is it doesn't work, mm-hmm. so it's just kind of condescending and slightly annoying. So I think those are sort of my my don'ts. Anything you want to add there? I think we covered them. You think you covered them? And then thinking about what might be more helpful, I have a couple of ideas. Uh, I might get started, but I'd love to hear what you have. Um, the first one is something that we've talked about before, which is just kind of noticing a person's feelings mm-hmm. and like normalizing that. Um, you know, something like, yeah, 
slow progress, can be painfully frustrating at times, you know, that tends to be more helpful than telling someone, just keep going, you know, noticing that this has been slow and that's really disappointing for you helps a person at least feel like you kind of understand where they're coming from. You know, so you can support them without letting them off the hook um, and and sort of just be there to, to kind of reflect. And, and um, one of the things that um, that I feel works for me particularly is reminding people that success is not a straight line. Mm-hmm. And we know we all we know the stories of like Oprah was told she's not good enough for the air, and Michael Jordan yeah. was told that he shouldn't play basketball. J.K. Rowling was rejected uh-huh. by so right. many publishers, right. and we know those, but they seem they seem a little cartoony. Mm-hmm. They um, do. I think that that's a good point that sometimes we lean on things that feel a little cliche and to not do that can be helpful. And at the same time, I'm glad you brought me back to this, which is people may be reaching out to you for a little bit of a push, a little bit of accountability, a little bit of like, can you, can you keep me going? Do you believe in me? Oh, yes. Yes. I think that that may be the root of it is like, do you, do you see that this is possible? Actually, I don't know how this research at my fingertips, but you just said that and it made me remember that I know along the way somewhere I have read academic research that shows a person's, uh, let me see how I want to word this. Like our belief in a person's ability to succeed has a great impact on their ability to succeed. Mm. So that may be a convoluted way of saying it matters if we believe in people. That doesn't mean I want you to get super cheerleadery and mm. like rah 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 because you might just annoy people with that. But if you can or find associate your worth with your success for your goal. Yeah, yeah. And if you if you can find an authentic way of saying, I like I know this is brutal and you are going through it right now, I hope you can also believe me when I say, I have a vision of, of you on the other side of this goal. Mm, um, it is not gonna be easy, and I'm not gonna annoy you with like, go, 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 you're so great. I'm just gonna let you know, I do still believe you will go through this struggle and make it out on the other side. It's beautiful. And you know, there, there's some other things that are helpful that may be counterintuitive. You know, I think our gut tells us tell people to really go for it and go hard. When I've already listed that as maybe one of the not so helpful things, um, I, 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 I want us to actually help people sometimes think a little smaller because they get more success that way. That is actually how people change. They don't tend to change in big leaps. They tend mm-hmm. to change in tiny little adjustments. Um, I actually don't know if you know this about me, but I, I happen to be a certified health coach. Oh, you say? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't? I don't know if you knew that. Uh, I'm springing things on Leslie as we're here today. I don't actually do a whole lot of health coaching, but um, you know, I have. I've over the years, I've met with a few folks, and people will sometimes come to me and say things like, um, "Hi, Kate. I'm here because I want to lose a hundred pounds." And okay, I mean, I'm not here to discourage anyone. Mm. You you can certainly try to lose 100 pounds, and I believe people can. I've seen that happen. Um, So I'll usually say something like, okay, I'm going to write that down. That's what you have in mind. That's your vision. I'm going to keep that in mind. And tell me what's a smaller goal than that. Mm. And they might say something like, well, probably like those first 20 pounds. And I'd say, cool, I'm noting that too. And also... What's a smaller goal? And I keep kind of funneling the goal down until we get into something where they say like, well, you know, a, an even smaller goal than that is I won't have dessert tonight. 
okay and maybe we land there like that's the goal is like right here right now this is what i can control uh and that we find it's so cliche to say baby steps i know right, i'm right. cringing as i say <laughs> baby steps I, we need a like rebranding of that because it, it makes people roll their eyes but if you can get over how silly it sounds um, people really do change in baby steps. They don't just wake up and lose 100 pounds. They don't just quit smoking. You, you'll hear stories about right. that, but it's kind of rare. Generally, people change very slowly. And if we can help them normalize that, that can go a long way. What do you think about saying you know, something like, you know, I, I've seen all the hard work that you have done and you know, I think that that's great. Do you think that that's a, that's a good way to, to have that conversation? Oh, or? absolutely. Like, like I've noticed what you've put into this. And for that reason, it must be really disappointing that you're not seeing the result that you want to see. Like, I've seen all your hard work. Um, Man, we're we not even talking about me, and I feel valid right now. <laughs> you look like you're going to change the world. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes I encourage people to have, I call them three-level goals, like a small, medium, large kind of goal. Um, so it might be something like, um, you know, small would be like, I am not going to have a cigarette on my lunch break today. It's kind of small. It's just one lunch break. Mm-hmm. Like you can still have one later. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a pretty small goal. And then medium might be like, okay, by the end of the week, I'm going to try to reduce my total number of cigarettes by 10%. And then maybe I'll quit by my birthday. And that would be the large goal. And so I encourage people to think like in three steps, what's small, medium, large, and like put most of your energy toward that small goal because Mm -hmm. it tends to lead to the medium and large goals. All right, to get cliche with it, success is not a straight line, but success is a staircase. Oh yeah, another image we can put on the website. I went. We're gonna, you're gonna have to send me one for that. Um, so yeah, I guess the message there for that tip is like, if you're talking to someone who's struggling with hitting some kind of goal that they have, encourage them to think for that small one first. What can you do in the here and now? Not what the ultimate dream is, but like, what can you do that's right in front of you? And those things might seem so small, they might they might feel insignificant, but they add up. Any thoughts about that? I think that, you know, for me, I feel like someone acknowledging the, the work that you've put in so far has not been for nothing. You know. I think I think people confuse like behaviors and habits. I'm putting that on one side, like behaviors and habits over here. I'm saying over here, like you can all see me. <laughs> I'm pointing to my left. And then like outcomes of those behaviors and habits over here on my right. And you know, this is a conversation I have with a lot of people, especially if it is something like weight loss. Um, you know, people might say, my goal is to lose weight. Well, weight loss is not a behavior or a habit. It's an outcome of behaviors and habits. And you really only have so much control over outcomes. You have control over things like whether I have dessert tonight or go for a walk later. You can control that. You can't control what the scale says. That's mm-hmm. that's your hopeful outcome. Right, right, right. I, um, I teach at a college, and sometimes students will say to me, uh, Dr. Watson, my goal is an A in this class. And that's fine, except that sounds to me like a hopeful outcome mm-hmm. that a student may or may not have control over. Right. The things they can control that seem like a more appropriate goal to me are things like... Turning in your work on time. Turning in your work on time, coming to class, studying. And you can achieve those things with hard work and effort. You may or may not get the A. You only have so much control over that and so sometimes I think what's helpful when people come to me and say I'm really struggling to hit my goal 
I say to them, or really I ask them, what is the goal? Mm -hmm. And how is that different than the hopeful outcome that you might get from that goal? And I try to really help them separate out the things you can control, which are your actions, versus the things you hope come from those actions. And those are different things. And sometimes people feel like they're failing because they're not hitting the outcome. Mm -hmm. But they might actually be hitting that behavior. Mm -hmm. They might be doing that. And if that's your goal, then you're nailing it. Right, right. You know, um, Kate, when you were talking about like kind of knowing like what that person is coming to you for, Mm -hmm. I think is really important. And (laughs) as we're talking about this idea of like, when the goal may not be what it appears to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe somebody says they have a goal, but it's really an outcome, or maybe it's, it wasn't really what they intended to do, or maybe it's too big. Um, you know, over the years, sometimes I've worked with people around quitting smoking, and um, people will come to me and say, my goal is to quit smoking. And then after meeting, after meeting, after meeting, all they're talking to me about is their stress. And they say, I want to quit smoking, but I'm just so stressed out. Mm. I want to quit smoking, but it's the best stress relief. If only I wasn't so stressed. And I have to sometimes say to them, is is stress really what we're talking about? And maybe it's not cigarette smoking. And people look so relieved when I say, you can change the goal. Mm. And if you want to change the goal to help me manage or reduce my stress, we can do that and we can shift the focus to that. And people consistently tell me, Kate, I really think that if we do that, I will easily quit smoking. But they believe they have to quit smoking, so they say that's the goal. It's something they've been told by someone else they right. have to do. And and so I'm... It's like the physical manifestation of all the stress that they're enduring. Yes, these things are related, and they've been pressured on the smoking thing, but nobody's pressuring them on the stress reduction thing. Right. And so sometimes when I'm trying to be helpful to people, I'm in the back of my mind constantly asking myself, is your goal really your goal? Or is there something else you really want to do? Like sometimes people will say, my goal is to go to the gym, but I can't get myself to go. I can't make myself go. I hate the gym. I'm like, well, then why is that your goal? (laughs) And they say, well, I want to be fit. Okay, there are a million ways to get fit that don't include a gym. Why is the gym your goal? And they say, well, my doctor told me I should go to the gym. That's not your goal. That's that's your doctor's goal. Go to the gym and sit in a sauna. Well, yeah, they're, they're, or like people watch or something. The number of people I see in the gym sitting on a bench just like on Facebook or texting is hilarious. I'm like, okay, you technically went to the gym. You did it. C- congratulations. Um, and so it's worth considering that sometimes when a person is struggling with a goal, it's because they've mislabeled their goal. Right. It, it isn't what their goal is at all. I mean, I think that that's, that's uh, something that I might struggle with that on someone mm-hmm. that I feel a little bit more, um, a little bit closer to. Like, I feel like I could do that with um, a student or a client or yeah. someone. Well, I think that that's probably a good point that relates to nearly everything we will talk about. Sure. That sometimes these things are easier when you've got a little bit of a safe emotional distance from someone. Um, and so that's worth considering that, you know, and maybe that's worth us talking about every episode. It's like the times when the thing we're talking about is not going to be that easy to do. And, and also thinking about what your personal um, relationship with that topic is. Mm-hmm. Um, You're making just the other day. Um, well, let me back up before just the other day. I for you mentioned um, a goal you had of, of running a race years ago and. Um, I used to run races from time to time, and recently I found that I was really struggling 
to train for a race and I was like, what's going on with me? Why am I having such a hard time getting myself going? Why can't I do this training? And I realized I just I just don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just not my goal. It's what I thought should be my goal, right. but it's not. I managed to train for the race and do it anyway, just to like complete the task. But I decided at that point, I'm done with running. I'm putting this in the past. I, I'm sick of forcing myself to do something I don't really want to do. So anyway, that's the backstory. The more current, just the other day story is a friend of mine was telling me over lunch, I'm really struggling to train for this race I have coming up. And I so badly wanted to be like, quit, just quit. Like that's what I, I I retired from running. My life is fantastic. Like give it up. And that's what you're saying about this like dark cloud. I wanted to share with her like how awful running is and how great it is that I've stopped. (laughs) And I caught myself luckily. And before I went into like a preachy, like just give up on it kind of thing. I, I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I know that she loves running. She's just struggling right now. And so I said to her, you have really found something in running that you haven't found in any other exercise. And she said, I have. It does something for me that other exercise does not do. And, and I think maybe that statement wasn't necessarily for her. It was to shut me up. Like I said that for my own ego to calm down. Mm-hmm. I had to say out loud, like, we are different. Right. I, I needed to put that out there. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, in our efforts to connect with people, you know, it can be sort of easy to slide down that, like, oh, well, I like you, we're friends, mm-hmm. we have, you know, we have similar things, so you must be having, this, having the same feelings or the same, you know, relationship or the same experience I'm having with these things. But ultimately when you start to go there man people can come off as a little sanctimonious Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean ultimately i'm really glad i didn't tell her to quit (laughs) it was so personal victory there yeah it was really tempting to be like oh you should just stop i mean when i forced myself to run i was miserable and once i've stopped forcing myself everything's great and look it doesn't change the fact that that is true for me I do feel a lot better that I'm no longer pushing myself to do something I don't really want to do, but that just wouldn't have been true for her. The last tip I have, uh, I don't know if you have any others, but there is some research that shows it's helpful for people to have a positive goal rather than a negative one. So like, um, one thing I know I struggle with is years ago, I, um, I tried to stop drinking soda and I was pretty successful. I don't know why recently it's been like a re renewed challenge for me. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I gave up soda for like six years yeah. and all of a sudden I'm like, you know what I could drink is a ginger ale. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why all of a sudden I'm I'm like re-wrestling with this, but I did give it up. For me, it was three years, no soda at all. And then I find myself with these like cravings for it. And as much as I say I'm trying to stop drinking soda, I also know intellectually that that isn't a good approach to any goal setting that it's generally people are more successful when they try to start doing something. So then the, the mindset there changes from I can't have soda to I want to drink more water or more something else, whatever you want to put in there, more, more beer, more beer. <laughs> right, whatever it may be. Um, but rather than I'm going to stop doing this, it becomes I'm going to start doing this. And um, I, I'm still working on that one, to be perfectly honest. I, I still f- at times feel like I go into a store and I see that bottle of Pepsi. And I don't even like diet soda. I like the real deal, mm-hmm. like full sugar stuff. And the thought that comes into my head is I can't have that. I'm stopping that. 
So I'm trying to work on retraining my brain to say, you know, I still need more water today. I'm trying to hit my water goal. Let me go get a water. Um, so I'm a work in progress on that one, but I know that years ago it helped me with some healthy eating when I, when I took that mindset, I I don't know if we can name like, um, like real companies on our podcast or what repercussions there may have. So I'm going to be vague with our million listeners, please (laughs) don't tell these companies that we're talking about. I'm going to be vague, but you'll probably figure out which company I'm talking about. There is a sandwich place, um, not just in Philadelphia, it's a chain and when you order a sandwich, they ask you, do you want chips or carrots? Mm. I don't know if that already tipped you I do know. I think that that chain has, has uh, vacated their spot next to my work. So Yes, yes. Uh-huh. They have vacated a few facilities. Yeah. They're, they're maybe not doing so well. But um, for years, this was like a torturous moment for me mm-hmm. because they would say chips or carrots, and I would have this battle in my head of like, you know you want chips, you know you should have carrots, and it was a struggle. And once I changed my mindset to, like I would get out of bed in the morning and rather saying like, I can't have junk food, I would say, I need to make sure I have five fruits and vegetables today. Suddenly, it was actually, and and I know this is gonna sound cheesy and people will roll their eyes, Suddenly, it was kind of fun to order the carrots because I was like, cha-ching, I got another veggie today. It became like an exciting kind of motivating thing rather than I can't have chips. It was more like I can, but then I still have to figure out another veggie later. Might as well just get the veggie now. Uh, That mind shift was so profound for me. So I'm trying to repeat it with the soda thing. I don't know if that resonates with no, you. No, I love that. I, I'm learning things right now. I'm like <laughs> going to take that into my uh, into my pocket of, uh, of, of things to do. Interestingly, that same chain used to just automatically give me chips. Oh, they made an assumption. They about... made an assumption that me as a plus-size woman was not interested in carrots, which, by the way, are delicious when their chips were not that great, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just showed them. We showed them. <laughs> Um, Yeah, and you know, I know that the topic here is supposed to be helping others, but maybe that's something you can offer to people when they say, oh, I'm really struggling to stop doing this thing. You know, if you can help them reframe it as maybe you want to start doing something. All I can say is I, I have personally found that to be a very profound mind shift. Um, that I'm no longer stopping myself from doing something or restricting myself, but I'm adding something. And so I do start most of my days, even today, with you know a, a particular amount of water I'm trying to mm-hmm. consume, which does help me drink a little less soda, um, and a number of fruits and vegetables I'm trying to consume, which does help me make some healthier choices. But it's not I can't have these right. things. It's I. It's not I'm adding. I shouldn't eat that that. Um, that cookie because I should instead have something healthier it's cookie whatever but like have I had my my five yet I love that idea I think I'm going to incorporate it and you know a little background on me um, I do counseling uh, for in the career development context and so frequently I have people come to me and say I gotta get out gotta get a new job Mm. I gotta do you know I gotta leave this place it's killing me and interestingly um, what we deal with is, is kind of similar to that where instead of saying, okay, like you, you need to remove yourself from that situation, but what are you doing? Like what, what are some things we can do to build on the new career you yeah. want to have? What will you gain? Mm-hmm. Not just what are you escaping? 
we've, we figured out what you don't want. Yeah. Let's talk about what you do want. And so if you can end on what will you gain, what will you add, what will you seek out that will be better, you're ending on that high note that can be really powerful. Yeah, positive goal setting. I like that. Cool, cool. For those who are listening, I would encourage you to go to our website, um, onlytryingtohelp.com, and there we will share some more information about all the things that we talked about today. Um, if you have any questions or comments or things to add to this dialogue, please send it to questions at onlytryingtohelp.com. As always, you can tweet us. Our Twitter handle is at I was O-T-T-H. That stands for only trying to help. And I, you know, I really encourage you to look inward here and try some of this on yourself first. If you have a goal that maybe you're struggling with, see if you can apply some of the things that we talked about. Uh, start small, think in the here and now. What can I do in this moment that I actually have control over? That is an action, not an outcome. How can I make it positive, not negative? And see if you can begin there and notice some shifts that might help you be more helpful to other people. Anything to add, Leslie? I think you covered it. All right. Shall we go change our lives? Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Take care. Take me in your arms. I don't want to miss a day without you. Let's stay young forever. There is nothing we can't do. Since that day I live in a dream